up? It's Raphael with NBA Draft Junkies, the NBA Draft Junkies podcast. I would like to thank each and every person that has been supporting the podcast and the show. We're up to over 3,000 downloads, um, which, which is, you know, it's, it's a new podcast, but we're off to a pretty good start. So thanks for everybody that's listening. Thank you for everybody that's watching on on YouTube. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to a podcast. So once again, thank you. So today I have another special guest from across the pond. He is one of the best young prospects in in the world. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think like, you know, the world, there's millions and millions of people playing basketball, but um, to be considered one of the best and have one of the brightest futures is, is a definitely a big accomplishment. So I got my man Kuze. Introduce your, your guest for us today. Hello, uh, we guest Henry Weiss from Estonia. Welcome, Henry. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, I wanted to first ask you about basketball in Estonia. So I know like right now, um, Henry Drill is probably one of the first prospects that people think of when it comes to basketball in your yeah. country. So just give me a background of, of what basketball is like in your home country. Uh, basketball has been like a, I would say top sport all the time in Estonia. It's first or second all the time. Mm, there was a little try period that last 10 years, but now it's getting much better. Okay, so is it the number one sport in, in the country? Can't really tell that. Okay. There is definitely football and basketball. Okay. And volleyball is also on a really high level in Estonia. Okay. All right, so who are, like, the players that you look up to from your home country? I would say that... Probably most likely, I play more like uh, Sim Sundarene. Okay. He's a power forward for Estonian national team. Okay. All right, Kuzay. Uh, how did you start playing basketball? I would say that it's a natural for me because my dad played basketball uh, when he was younger. And basketball has been always on TV since I was one year old. And it became natural when I started playing when I was like eight or nine. So it was natural for me. All right. So can you tell the audience your story on how you got to Real Madrid? Mm, basically, Real Madrid sent me an invite for tryouts. I went there. They liked me. And they were willing to do a... They were willing to sign me there. Okay. Now, how long have you been there? It was my first season there. It's your first season? So, how does it feel yeah. playing for such a a storied, you know, like, franchise? Like, I mean, most people in the United States, when they think of Real Madrid, obviously, they think about soccer or, or football. And then, um, you know, like, the real big basketball heads know, like, you know, the – you know, the past players, and then, of course, like, Sergio Lule. 
But now Luka Doncic made Real Madrid like really, really like a, a household name as a basketball program here in the States. So how does it feel for you to, at a, such a young age playing for such an important powerhouse in the sports world in Europe? It feels great. You can practice with the best in your age group. It's an amazing opportunity. Uh, again, thanks to Real Madrid for signing me. Mm -hmm. It's been uh, amazing. It was my first year. Like The difference, you can feel it a lot between if you play, train with some other teams or with Real Madrid. And of course, like Real Madrid is known everywhere, so it's nice. So as far as like the training, so tell me what a typical day is like as a 16-year-old in the Real Madrid basketball program. You wake up at 7, you go to practice at 7.30, it lasts for an hour, then you go to school. School starts at 9.30. Uh, then you leave the school at 2. We have our lunch at 2.45. Then we have our uh, classes with private teachers uh, until, I would say, 5. Sorry, 5.55, we start having the individual trainings. It's a half hour. And at 6.30, we have hour and a half of physical training. And then another hour and a half for basketball training. And we go so, back and eat. So it's a full day. Yeah. Oh, wow. That, that's a... Uh... I mean, I guess it just shows how much time and effort that you put into it because that's a pretty long day, especially if you start practice, you practice, then you have to go to school, and then you have other training. But, I mean, the results show. I mean, that's why the program is, is successful because the guys are putting in the work and, and the time. And you have to really love basketball to spend your whole day, you know, just focused around basketball. Yeah, definitely. You have to love basketball to practice so much, but... That's why you are there. You want to play mm -hmm. basketball. Yeah. You were one of the youngest players uh, at the 2019 uh, FIBA Under-16 tournaments. Uh, how was your experience in there? Uh, it was really amazing for me to represent my country in the Under-16, playing against guys older than me. Uh, unfortunately, we were we fell down the B division, but as an experience, I definitely say I was, there was many new experiences. I was playing against guys who are the top level in Europe, like uh, Victor Mbayama mm -hmm. and Adam Bonad. They were, it was an, really new for me to play against guys like that. Do you have any pylon to do, go in NCAA? Uh, excuse me, can you say it again? Do you have any Python, uh, go to the NCAA? Yeah, I definitely see myself in two years going to NCAA. Okay. So you prefer the, the college route in the States over staying to play professional in Europe? Yeah, I would currently, yes, because my body build is skinny. Mm -hmm. So I would have more time to prepare myself for pro basketball. 
Okay, so right now, I know you're probably still growing. How tall are you? Um, I think yeah, you're listed. I've seen 6'10", I've seen 6'9". I don't know what that is in, in meters. So how tall are you right mm -hmm. now? In meters, I'm 209 without shoes. In feet, I would say it's probably 6'10", 6 6'11", 6 in between. Okay, so you've definitely grown since the last list I've seen. Because I saw 206. That's what, yeah. that's what they have you listed at, I want to say, on, I think, like, Real GM or something like that. But I don't know how often they update that. Okay. So what do you think is your greatest strength on the basketball floor? Like, how, how would you describe your game to the people who aren't familiar with how you play? I would say my biggest strength is my mobility and that I'm such a tall all-around player that I'm able to shoot and like play defense, definitely blocking helps me out a lot. But I would say my biggest weakness is my physicality. I need to get much stronger and put on some weight. Which is common, you know. I mean, you're young, so not many guys are super physical and physically strong at that point and then usually the ones that are you kind of have to worry about them because they've they're probably reached their peak in a sense and so I mean even like Victor Wimbayama who everybody is expected to be one of the best players he has the same you know yeah. issue in a sense he's very skinny but he's super skilled and I mean that's what the weight program is for and and you can change your diet at weight but you know like I say you're you're young so that that will come now who is your like if you had to say there was a player that you play similar to who would that player be i would say like currently towns slash Jokic. oh okay that's an interesting combination because you know uh of course cat in my opinion is the best shooter and statistically he is like the best seven-foot shooter in NBA history. I mean, most people would say Dirk, but, I mean, just based off the numbers alone, Cat is like a 40% three-point shooter. He shoots more threes than Dirk does, and, I mean, the game has changed since, you know, when Dirk played. Yeah. But, yeah, Cat is a crazy shooter. I mean, crazy skilled. But then Jokic is more – I mean, he can obviously shoot the ball, but he's more known for being, like, a point forward. And, I mean, his passing is – crazy like when he gets the rebound and he throws his one hand outlet passes they're like football passes so comparing yeah. yourself to those two is you know you're comparing yourself to some greats which I like the confidence and uh but I like how you're shooting for for the stars you know confidence is half the battle and I like how you're comparing yourself to those guys uh, what do you mostly work in your individual training uh um I would say that during quarantine, I had time to work on my training. I mostly worked on my dribbling and shooting. And of course, I did a lot of physical trainings. So are you looking to like be able to put the ball on the floor if teams close out on you and, and make plays? Yeah. Or is it more like getting to your spots at the rim in two dribbles? Or is it more so like you got an ISO and you are creating space off the dribble? I would say that I definitely currently right now I'm not an ISO level player, mm -hmm. but I need to be able 
with my dribbling to get to the spots to shoot or like to layups and go past my people. Okay. Defenders. So. Uh, what are you doing in your off-court life? What are your hobbies? I don't have many uh, hobbies. I like to listen to music, watch Netflix. That's mostly it. He's a, he's a full-time basketball player. He just wants to hoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as far as I, w- I wanted to like go back to like the situation with with Madrid. Now you said that you had a tryout and they brought you in. It was your first year. Was there an, like a big adjustment period moving to a totally different country and a different city? Nah, it was easy. I just I flew there, took my luggage, and there's like there's a lot of foreign players, so it was really easy to settle in. Everybody is friendly there. It's easy. They have a whole program built for that. So the reason I'm asking is because like in the United States, uh, we have a hard time trying to fathom of being 15, 16 years old and you're moving to a totally different country to play basketball. Now, I guess the countries in Europe are closer than they are in the States. So it would be like moving to a different state. But a lot of times people would say their parents would not allow that. Their parents would think that that is crazy. And I, and I, I mean, obviously there's different cultures, but like, was it hard for you to explain to your parents that you're moving to a totally different country to play basketball? Was it hard for them to let you go and move on? Are they understanding of that's how basketball works and this is a great opportunity for you? Uh, they definitely understood that, but I still had to do a little bit of convincing of them. But it wasn't really hard on, that hard on them because the idea of that has been up there since I'm 13, of okay. different teams asking me to move there. So they had got used to that idea. They knew it was coming at some point. Now, were there other teams that were trying to to recruit you to come to their program? Yeah, there were definitely some other teams. Okay. Uh, you will play with uh, Stefan Vukcevic brothers, uh, Konstantin Kostino and Sadik Gerba. What are your thoughts on these guys? Uh, can you say again? Uh, you will play with Konstantin Kostino, Vukcevic brothers, uh, Sadik Gerba and more talented young, young prospects in Real. Uh, what are your thoughts on those guys? They're all really amazing people. They are definitely very different. I would say Costa is a completely different player than me. He's a physically minded beast. <laughs> he can jump the, his head above the rim. That's all I got to say. And he's a very all around player. Tristan is like Tristan Woodridge. He can just like shoot everywhere, contest it no matter what. They're both really great. Okay. Now, do you get a chance to play against um, Garuba often? No, I have I have never played against Usman Garuba, but I was in the in the same Yas group as Sadiq, his little brother. Okay. Yeah. So, how how is his little brother? Is his brother 
also? I mean, are their playing styles similar or are they just totally different players? Yeah, they're quite similar, but I would say that his little brother is more mobile because he's shorter and he can definitely shoot, play defense like his bigger brother. And he has every game he puts 100% into the game. Okay. Now, who are your, besides Jokic and Kat, who are your favorite NBA players? Oof. Mm. Mm. Currently? Mm-hmm. I, would... I like how Marvin Bagley plays a lot. When he does play, he's been hurt. <laughs> Very yeah. bouncy, just freak athlete. Um, yeah, he's just been hurt. And then I, I, I kind of feel sorry for him in a sense because he was drafted ahead of Luka Doncic. So no matter how good he is, people are always going to remember that he was drafted ahead of him and that it was a mistake on the Sacramento Kings. And then it doesn't help him in the fact that he just hasn't been able to stay on the court consistently. Yeah. All right, who else do you like? Mm. I like how Domanta Sabonis plays. He's also like a tall guy who's really mobile, can pass the ball. Yeah, it's sure. uh, Indiana has some interesting choices because TJ Warren has been playing really, really good in this bubble league. And I think yeah. that he's made it known that he really has an advantage at the four spot. And he's kind of taken advantage of the fact that Sabonis has been hurt. So I'm curious to see what Indiana does going forward with Miles Turner and, and Sabonis. Yeah. It's a, it's a difficult situation for them. They have like a lot of good talent in the same position. Yep. Hey, actually, I'm done. Are you done? All right. So who yeah, are your <laughs> who are your favorite players in Europe? In Europe? Yep. Andrew Randolph. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I live in Dallas, right? Dallas, Texas, and Anthony Randolph went to high school here. And I haven't seen him in a while, but maybe earlier in his career, he used to spend his summers working out here. And I want to say like this, uh, this house that he stayed in is like right around the corner from where I live. But I used to see him work out often with a guy named Phil Handy. And Phil Handy is now the player development coach for the Lakers. He was with the Raptors, I think, last year. And then he was with Cleveland the year before that. And I actually thought that Anthony Randolph was going to come back to the NBA when Luka signed because I figured Luka's in Dallas. Anthony Randolph went to high school here. They have the same agent. And I just thought, like, because of their chemistry, they have such a good fit, but I was wrong. But I, I really thought that Anthony Randolph would end up back in NBA because when he when he came into the NBA, it was different. I think now the way the NBA is played, his game is more suited for the NBA than it was before because he wasn't really like a power forward when he was drafted as a four. And then he wasn't really like a small forward. And so now it's like, his game just matches the small ball style of the NBA. Then I think playing in Europe 
has helped him. He's definitely a much better player now than he was when he was in the NBA. But, I mean, Madrid is a hard city to leave, and he has, you know, the fans, you know, he just has so much good going on in, in Europe that I understand why he stays. So that's a good choice. And who else do you like? Uh, I like Kyle Heinz and Jan Vesely because of their defensive uh, positioning. Like, they're very different, but the like Kyle Heinz is short, but he's super strong and fast. But Jan Vesely, like, around the rim can block shots. They're very fun to watch on defense. Okay. So I had never heard of Kyle Hines until I went to Europe in 2017. Like, he wasn't a big star here in the States. And then I just remember, like, seeing him. And then I, I looked at his resume and just saw, like, all his accomplishments and how many championships he's won and just, like, how good of a defensive player he is. Like, he's not tall, but he's strong. Like, you can't post him up because – yeah. He's so strong. Lower body strength is amazing. And then, like, he can move his feet well enough to where he can defend guards. But then if you bump into him, he's so strong, you're just going to bounce off of him. And he's yeah. he's had a crazy good career in Europe. And and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in, in Milan. And then as far as Jan, I was with Fenerbahce the year they won. So I had a chance to, like, go to every practice and – and be around the team and go to probably went to like 90% of the games. Jan is a great athlete. Like he's one of the most, most athletic bigs I've, I've ever mm -hmm. seen. And I'm kind of glad that he is still with Fenerbahce. I know he probably feels like he's the only one left. Is it just him and Bobby? Are those the only two? Well, yeah, I mean, of course, Melly's there, but mm -hmm. from the guys that were like playing the majority of the minutes, it's just him and Bobby yeah. left? Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, that, that team is going to look totally different. Yeah. Well, all right, we're getting ready to wrap up this interview. Thank you again for, for coming on. And then last question is, where do you see yourself in the next five years? So you're only 16 now. So what do you think is like your, your path to get to your goals? Oof, that's a tough one. I'm here to uh, ask the tough questions. I'm like I'm like the defender. <laughs> I'm the Kyle <laughs> Hines of podcasting. <laughs> I would, in five years, mm, yeah, I would, in five years, if I won't be before that, if I won't be able to sign to a Euroleague team or NBA, if it happens. Then in five years, I will be finishing up three years of college to get my degree. Okay. And then hopefully making the EuroLeague or MBA. Okay. So okay. what do you think you would like to major in in college? You're like the first guy that has talked about like major, you know, college on, on this podcast. So what, what do you like to study in school? Uh Currently, I've done. I'm going next year to IB, so I have done my. I have chosen my subject, so I go to study economics, and I will go business management. Okay, well, at the pace you're going, you are, <clears throat> excuse me, definitely probably going to be playing at a high level in Europe in basketball. But education is is obviously important, 
And um, but yeah, I mean, like at the rate you're going, I think you're projected to at least play in the Euro League or even even the NBA prospect. But I like the fact that you're thinking about your education because you know there are some people who don't have a backup plan. Education is just kind of like whatever. And then if they have an unfortunate situation, they don't have anything to fall back on. So you're definitely mature beyond your years. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. If the, if like somebody is listening, wants to like follow you on social media, where could they find you at? On Instagram, um, at Tendravator. Okay. Um, All right. Well, sounds good. Thanks again for coming on again. This is Raphael with Kuze Kilic and our guest, the, the future of Estonia basketball. All right, this is Raphael. Yeah. Thanks again, and we are out. Let's-